Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Hey everyone, and welcome to Elijah Streams. Today is Friday, November 10th, 2023. I'm your host, Kelsey O'Malley, filling in for Steve Schultz. You may notice right there. The date is the ninth for me. That's because we're pre-recording today's episode. And I'm super excited about today's episode because the topic is all about encounters in heaven. And also we're going to be touching on dreams and how can you tell if a dream's from the Lord? Uh, It's going to be a really exciting and awesome episode because I know for myself, I'm positioning myself to have encounters with the Lord. I'm like, okay, God, why are they not happening? So I know Kim Robinson's going to share a lot about that today and how she has these um, encounters and we're believing the same for you and for me. But before we start today's show, we're so excited about what God's doing through your generous giving to Elijah Streams. Thank you for partnering with us to make an impact in people's daily lives around the world. You are making a difference. We want to share with you what your donations are doing. This is Florence's story. Initially, the leader of the village wanted a water source because he saw the need in the community. And when he reached out to us, she was one of the places that we visited her area. And when we checked the place, there was no water that you could be able to drill a water source, a water well. And so she believed that the water well will be in this area. But with the surveyors, after checking everything, like there was no way. And she said, no, that water well is going to be in this place. So she took a step of faith and she was listening to a pastor and as the pastor was sharing he mentioned something and said if there is something that the enemy has taken away from you it is a point to claim it back and so she decided to hold the dirt from the ground and claimed the water well in that exact spot after the surveyors had moved around the whole village and the show team they definitely came back to the exact same spot and that is what the lord does she took a step of faith and now the community is being blessed by the water well that is in this area lives are being changed a number of people have given their lives to christ exactly at this spot she is a living like testimony the water source is just exactly in the town center and everyone can come and drink from this very source clean safe and also receive jesus isn't that amazing yeah (laughs) so thank you so much together we can continue to bring clean water to those in need donate today at elijahstreams.com slash donate that is just one of so many amazing testimonies thank you guys for giving, for your generosity. If the Holy Spirit is nudging you a little bit today to give, you can click on the link in the description or you can mail in your gift to the address on the screen. And God bless you guys. Thank you to those who continually give and partner with us. Um, Just you see the fruit of it. The stories are beautiful and fresh water. There's nothing like it. So thank you guys again. All right, so let's get into today's topic. It's going to be all about heaven, all about encounters. And maybe you know someone who recently has passed on to heaven and you're wondering, what is heaven like? What are they experiencing when they're there? Um, Today's show is definitely for you. So please help me welcome my guest, Kim Robinson. Kim, 
welcome back to the show. I'm so glad you, you're back on with us and yeah. we're back talking about heaven and all your yeah. amazing encounters. That's one of my favorite topics. <laughs> I guarantee it is. It Jesus is. Jesus. Yeah. And you have some that you're sharing with us today, some personal um, encounters that you've had with the Lord, and then you're also going to be sharing a dream. But I thought we would kind of start the show with just talking about encounters in general and as a believer, how we can, I don't, I don't know if posturing ourselves is the right word, or maybe that would be the word you would use, but how we can too have these experiences and um, even dreams too. We'll talk about that in a second, but just for your encounters, when you spend time with the Lord, is that something that sovereignly you believe the Lord just kind of opens that up to you and takes you? Or do you believe you are kind of stepping into that? How does that work? Well, for me, I have to get quiet. You know, if I have a lot of stuff going on in my head, it seems like that that it, it doesn't happen because I've just got too much going on. And mm-hmm. but so I come, I'm in my prayer room right now and I turn on some praise music and I, I put every, I put, you know, all the pets out and I just, I have to get quiet, you know, and just, just focus on Jesus and start talking to Jesus. And so, like you said, position yourself. Yes. But for me, I don't have these encounters in heaven when I'm at Walmart, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like some people do, you know, for me, I have to get quiet. You know, and some people, uh, they, they go into their prayer closet. And I love the fact that it says, close the door. You've got to close the door. You know, sometimes you got to close the door and close your eyes. Because if you go into your prayer closet, close the door with your eyes open. Before you know, you're purging your closet. You've got armloads of clothes and you're heading to Goodwill, you know, or you're painting the shelves or you're doing, you know. So you've got to close your eyes and not think, not focus on what's around you and just focus on Jesus and talk to him, you know, maybe pray in tongues, read some scriptures, get your mind focused on Jesus. And then from, and then for me, I feel, you can feel the shift in the atmosphere. You can feel his presence come in. And so when I feel that, I pray until I feel that. And sometimes I don't feel it. You know, I've just got too much going on and I'm spending time with him and I want encounters, but I don't feel that shift. And so I'm like, okay, (laughs) we'll try it again tomorrow, you know? And so sometimes I don't, you know, but I, I yeah, that was going to be my next question Mm -hmm. was, is it every single time you're spending time with the Lord. Are you being taken somewhere or, but I guess you just answered that. No, it doesn't happen every time. Not every time. You know, if I've, you know, if I have a lot of coffee or if I drink a lot of tea and my brain is going and my heart is, you know, and my body is just, you know, amped up from all the caffeine or something, it's Mm -hmm. harder for me to get slowed down. And just to slow down and let him come in and let him, you know, let the let the Holy Spirit come in and just wrap his arms around me and hug me. And when I feel that, when I can get quiet and I can feel that, Mm -hmm. then I know 
you know, once I feel like his arms around me or I feel him come stand beside me and I just feel that presence, then I know that he's wanting that, that I know that he's, mm-hmm. he's going to show me something, you know, and it may just be Jesus in front of me and Jesus wants to give me a hug. You just, you know, it could be something as simple as that it may not, yeah. you know, get to ride roller coasters in heaven, but you know, <laughs> as, as this started for you, was it in the beginning? Was it, um, so sometimes you said the Lord will just stand in front of you and want to give you a hug or just little simple things like that. When this start started to happen, was it little simple things? And then did it get to be more or did it start out as like, whoa, I'm I'm in heaven on a roller coaster. This is crazy. <laughs> what is this? How how did it start for you? Did it start small and then kind of grow or was it the opposite? Well, for me, Jesus was standing in front of me. You know, the the short version of the story is that Jesus was standing in front of me. The Holy Spirit took me to heaven and Jesus was standing in front of me. And the first thing that Jesus asked me, he said, do you want to see your mansion? Because I knew that was scriptural. I didn't know if seeing Jesus was scriptural and hug, having him hug me. I, I was like, I don't know. I haven't seen that in the Bible, you know, but the mansion, I knew my mansion was scriptural. And so the first thing he showed me was the mansion was my mansion. And then the next place he showed me was the roller coaster. And so it just kind of went boom, boom, you know, and, and it kind of went from there. That was your first experience. (laughs) That was kind of my first two experiences. (laughs) Wow. That's amazing. It was amazing. It was, it was amazing. Yeah. So your mansion in heaven, can, can we get a little description of that? So when I first saw it, it at the time I was working at a, at a, or I used to work at a flower shop and it had plants that grew along the wall, which I thought was wonderful. And one of the things that Jesus told me, he said, go break off and piece the plant. So I broke off a piece of the plant and he said, now put it anywhere on the wall. And so I just laid it on the wall and it instantly started growing. I'm like, whoa. Wow. Yeah, and he said, he said, there is so much life mm-hmm. in heaven. Everything is full of life. He said, pretty good miracle grow, huh? And I'm like, he knows about miracle grow, <laughs> you know, but wow. the mansion, yeah, the mansion was empty. And mm-hmm. I asked him what well, the, it had marble floors, which was pretty amazing, but the mansion is my mansion was empty. And I asked him about that. Am I, you know, I know I have marble floors and the walls had these big, huge jewels and swirls of gold, which sounds horrible, but wow. it was absolutely <laughs> beautiful. I bet. <laughs> and, but I want to know how come I didn't have any furniture? And he said, I did leave some things for you to do when you get here. And I'm oh. like, what? He says, you get to go shopping and everything oh, wow. is free and it's the best quality. And so I'm like, that's good because I can have red <laughs> furniture if I want to. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Anything your heart's desire. Whatever I want is what is, you know, whatever you, some people love leopard skin. You walk into their house and everything's leopard skin. I'm like, whoa, not me. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you can have leopard skin, everything, you know, if that's what you mm-hmm. like, you know, or cow skin or whatever your thing is, you know. <laughs> and would you say too, like when you, So do you notice that when you do spend time with the Lord, you know, we, we all have things on our mind. We all have things on our heart. We're we're all going through different things in our life. Right. So 
maybe we've just gone through um, a family member getting sick or something really hard. And of course, what do we do? We always talk to the Lord about it, right? So do you notice that when something's really heavy on your heart, like the Lord addresses that stuff with you in these encounters? He does. He, he does. Not always. Uh, one of the encounters, my sister-in-law had just passed away just, you know, mm. you know, years ago. And I I didn't go to him to get really comfort. I was just spending time with him. But as Jesus and I sat on this, I think we were sitting on this rock because that's one place that we meet is this big, huge rock. And we dangle our feet off this rock. We're not doing anything. We're just sitting and being together. And Jesus hugged me and he said, I, I know that you're, you know, I know I think he said, I know that you're heavy because of your sister-in-law, mm-hmm. you know, and he just comforted me, you know, and, and just loved me. And, and uh, so he does, you know, he does know what you're going through and he'll comfort you. Sometimes he'll tell you things about your loved ones. Sometimes you get to see him. So, but yeah, he, he knows what's going on. It's awesome. Okay. Let's shift more to the topics of dreams. And if you guys have any questions, um, go ahead and put them into the comments or you can always email them in um, to Elijah's dreams. And then that way, if we have Kim back on, we can kind of say, Hey, we had some questions about this. Maybe you're wondering how to experience um, stuff like Kim does. So go ahead and write those in, type those in, email those questions in. Okay, Kim. I want to talk real quick about dreams because okay. we were talking before we started. I'm way more of a dreamer than I am um, like how you have your encounters uh, where you're praying and it's just like, whoosh. I'm, <laughs> I'm a, I'm, I can agree with the dreaming because I've had many dreams and I'm sure people watching, you know, are dreamers too. So with dreams, you know how God's really sovereign with dreams, like we'll have a dream and like, oh my gosh, I had this incredible God dream. <laughs> so encounters where you're seeing Jesus and um, being taken or Jesus is standing with you, that's kind of different than a dream from the Lord, right? It's mm-hmm. not really the same thing. Right. It even feels different. You know, the a God dream for me, it's it's something that whenever I wake up, I'm like, wow, that that was definitely from God. Cause that's not something I could have made up. I would have been, or, you know, I could have, I could have dreamt up. And so I, I have a journal and every, every morning when I, when I come out here to pray and spend time with the Lord, I write down my dreams, no matter how crazy they are, whatever they are, I write them down. And then I talk to him about them because, you know, for me, 99% of my dreams there's something in there that he's wanting to show me. It could be just personal, you know, usually it's just personal things, mm-hmm. you know, um, like last, even last night, if before I'm getting ready to minister somewhere, the fun thing is kind of like, it's like, whoo, make sure you give me a dream because tomorrow I'm going to be, you know, but he, <laughs> <laughs> so that's every minister, Kim. It's like, okay, God, you need to show me, <laughs> show me what's going to happen. Yes, you know? Exactly. And he, and thank God he does, you know, he gives me little nuggets for the next, you know, for the next day. And like, even last night I had this crazy dream, but I, I, he gave me this dream and I saw in the crease of an arm, some numbers that had been tattooed mm-hmm. in the crease of the arm, you know, as either numbers, numbers, 
and letters or as numbers, but it was tattooed in the crease of an arm. And that's nothing I would drink. You know, I would, I couldn't make that up if I tried. <laughs> you know, if I was on a game show, I couldn't that's come random. up with that. That's a very random, you know, and I woke up and I was like, wow, that is really weird, God. And he said, I, the, it's, he said, I am pouring out my love mm. on this person that has this tattoo in the crease of their arm, because that's a very painful place. You know, so I've it's, got, it's an actual person. It's an actual person with who an has actual. A okay. Yeah. It's not symbolic. It's an it's actual not, person. Yeah. This is an actual wow. person. Yeah. So that's one of the things he does. He gives me like words of knowledge in dreams for the next day. And yes. so, which is good. It's kind of like, you know, it's like our little secret code. He's like, okay, I'll tell you if you tell it. <laughs> you know, and I was kind of battling with that today. I'm like, God, that is just so weird. Do I do that? And he said, trust me, trust me there. I am ministering. I want to pour my love out on this person who went through a lot of pain because I have a tattoo, oh. but I would have never tattooed the crease of my arm because that's a very painful area, yeah. you know, and yeah, it was, that's it, unique. Yeah. So it's almost like, I, I don't know, but I'm just, I'm thinking that it's almost like a gang type activity. You know, mm -hmm. if you want to belong in this gang, we'll tattoo our number here or, oh, wow. you know, or in jail or something like that. But wow. um, <laughs> I don't watch a lot of war flicks or army flicks or violence, you know, anything like that, where they come out with a tattoo on the neck. So I don't, you know, this, <laughs> it didn't come from that. But you, but you know, it's from God. So you're, <laughs> you're waking up and you're knowing, okay, this yeah. is, this I and I think anyone who's a dreamer sort of already knows this concept, but maybe for people who are just starting to write down their dreams and haven't um, really start haven't been dreaming a long time. Um, how would you say that you personally receive the interpretation for your dreams from the Lord? Like, do you have a dream book or do you how how do you walk through that process with God? Well, one thing about people who dream at night, it's usually just kind of encourage people who are big dreamers at night. You're probably really busy during the day. And so that's you get quiet at night. And that's when God can talk to you because your your brain is just very active throughout the day. And so at night you're quiet. And he's like, OK, now now you're mine, <laughs> you know, and he'll talk to you, you know, people that are teachers. Or, mm -hmm. you know, or left brain people, a lot of times he gives you dreams rather than mm -hmm. encounters because you're quiet and he can talk to you and he can show you things in dreams. But the way I do it is I like, you know, I will write down like like this one dream that I'm getting ready to share. When I woke up, I was like, that is so strange. And right away he told me the woman in the dream because I was the I was the woman in this mm -hmm. dream that I'm going to mm -hmm. share. But I thought that doesn't pertain to me because it just doesn't pertain to me. And he said, you represent women, you know, mm -hmm. and so you just I just kind of break it apart. I write it down and then I mm -hmm. break it apart. You know, what what does this section mean? And if I don't get anything, then I kind of go to the next section and maybe he might highlight a word. You know, there's I might. Mm -hmm. See if there's a vehicle, what does the vehicle look like? How big is the vehicle? Because the vehicle represents ministry. Mm. You know, if I come across something that is like, I just don't, I don't get it. I do have a dream interpretation book that I use and I just kind of use it. And I talk to the Holy Spirit at the same time, you know, which kind of definition pertains to this. And I kind of do both. 
What book do you do you personally use? Uh, it's called The Divinity Code. Okay, yeah, I have the that Divinity one. Code. It's so mm-hmm. good. It is it's really by good. Adam Thompson right. Right. and right. Um, one other person. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Um, yeah. I can't I can't remember, but yeah, it's a great book if you're a dreamer, the divinity yeah. code. Definitely get that. Yeah. And yeah, and Google will really mess you up. So <laughs> <laughs> that's good advice, actually, Kim, because I think so many people naturally just that's kind of Google a new thing now. Yeah. yeah. Like, what does this mean? But you can get taken to totally weird websites like what are your angels saying? New age, like right. all you have to be super careful. So yeah. Basically, you're saying the Holy Spirit is the main person Absolutely. who reveals to you. And then also you use that book if you're right. not quite sure. That's yeah. how when she said um, cars and dreams represent ministries. So that's a really common thing. I know John Paul Jackson taught that too. Um, Cindy McGill's another a dream interpreter. So if you start researching on dreams, John Paul Jackson's another great person to listen mm-hmm. to too. Mm-hmm. You can really start to decipher what the Lord's what the Lord's saying through dreams. Right. Um, okay, Kim, <clears throat> let's get into that dream now because now people are like, "Well, what's the dream?" And what's what does she the mean? The, what does she mean? The woman. So <laughs> let's the start. Woman. Let's start with your. We'll start with uh, the dream. Dream. Yes. We'll start with with number two. Okay. Um. So. Okay. So. As I explained the dream, realize that it's not it's not about me, but I am representing other women. It could be men, but it's mainly other women, you know, mm-hmm. in this dream. So I was sitting in a church building. Doesn't necessarily need to be a church building. It could be a business building, but it was a church building. And a man came storming down the aisle trying to bring distraction to the church. And I stood up to him. I stepped out of the pew chairs and I stood up to him. We were like standing toe to toe because I was not going to let him disrupt the service and bring in distraction. And while we were standing toe to toe and I was looking at him, there were men coming from around the side and they were filling the pews or the chairs and they were sitting and I was watching them and they were so filled with hate and control. And I was watching and they were watching this praise, so-called praise team come out on the stage. And I was, I looked at the praise team and the praise team was filled with sexual perversion and they, and they were cross dressers and they were flaunting themselves on the stage and these men were watching the praise team and i so in the dream i heard the holy spirit say he was talking about the praise team so-called and he says they don't sing about holiness repentance or the blood of jesus Mm -hmm. and then when I was when I was watching that, the, the pastor of the church comes walking out on stage and he looks at the praise team and he smiles and nods and condones because he's condoning their their actions because he is also involved in this sexual perversion. Mm-hmm. And I tried to leave. I tried to leave the church and I went running out. I went running out of the room, but there was a really sharp, heavy gate that was down and I couldn't get out. And I was trying to find a TV 
<laughs> so, well, you know, that's weird, right? <clears throat> so I was Great, I'm thinking, <laughs> what does that represent? My brain's like, hmm. <laughs> so in the dream, I was trying to find a TV, but at the same time, I knew that I was trying to find a TV because I knew if I could find the TV, I could find a news reporter. Hmm. And then I could tell the news reporter the sexual perversion that is going on in the church. She could report it to the world. And so yeah. I knew that if I could find a TV, I could get this information out to the world. And that's mm -hmm. all trying to find the TV. And so I was trying to find the TV and I couldn't find one. But I found a, a friend that was a member of the church. And I asked them, where's the TV? And so see, this is a very vivid dream. This is very, very vivid. It was very active. It was full color. And my friend started pointing to, you know, where the TV was, even though she didn't really want me to find it. And I, I went to where she was pointing and she had lied to me because mm -hmm. she was also involved in the sexual perversion of the church. But the pastor saw me coming around trying to find the TV, <laughs> mm -hmm. trying to trying to tell the world what was going on in the church. And he looked down at me and he said, if you leave this church, you will die. Your family will die and your loved ones. And he was kind of pointing to some of the members of the church. They will die if you leave this church. And then all of a sudden I woke up. Wow, that's a strong dream. And that is so wow. that's nothing I could make up, you know. I couldn't, you no, know. And so that's that's yeah. you know, when you have dreams like that, you're like, okay, I'm gonna write this down and see what in the world, because my church isn't like that at all. You know, mm -hmm. so I didn't I didn't really understand what that was about until the Holy Spirit started breaking it down for me. And he reminded me of Revelations 2:20. He says, but I have this against you. You are forgiving that woman Jezebel who calls herself. You could also say he who calls herself a prophetess. And the Holy Spirit was saying he could call himself a pastor. Hmm. I'm like, hmm. And is seducing my loving servants. She is teaching that it is permissible to indulge in sexual immorality and to eat food sacrificed to idols. I have waited for her. I have waited for her or him to repent from her vile immorality, but she is re willingly refuses to do so. And then, then I woke up. And so when I woke up, I was laying there and I heard the Holy Spirit say this. He said, change, change. There is change coming. When I bring change, it's good. He says, change happens in the spirit realm, and then you will sit in the natural. I am bringing change to the hearts of my children. I am rescuing my children from the corruption that has infiltrated the buildings. He said, my children come to me for direction and for advice. They crawl up into my lap to hear my heartbeat, my children are coming out of the building filled with corruption. Wow. My children want to know me more. They are fed up. And he was like, they are fed up with the infiltration of perversion and they're taking their money elsewhere. When mm -hmm. the money leaves, the building will close. And this is what he's saying to me while I'm still laying there in the bed. He wow. said, my children want to know me. They are fed up 
with the uh, when they take them in. My children are rising up against the infiltration and withdrawing their income from the school buildings to the church buildings. My wow. children are moving. Mm. Change is coming. And then he said, watch for the collapse of businesses, the closings of schools, colleges, and even trade schools. When you see the denominations close and fold in on themselves, don't be shaken. My children have come out of the building. They are with me. Then he went on to say, come into my presence. Come into my presence and you will find what you've been looking for all along. It's not in a building, but it's in a place. Come mm-hmm. into my place, which it was talking about the encounters. Very few have found this place. It's not because it's hidden or hard to find. It's because you aren't looking. Look for me. I'm not hiding. And then he goes, hello, here I am. Where are you? And I thought that was kind of funny, God. You're, you're funny this early in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> And he said, I am your deliverer and you're looking for deliverance. I am your healer and you're looking for healing. Come out of the building and come into me. It's so simple, but yet you struggle. And then he so sweetly said, I don't want your church attendance. I want your heart. Wow. Yeah. And that, that, that is, is so powerful. And so when you have a dream like that, you got to write it down and say, okay, what does this mean? You know, what's the TV about? You know, but right. I kind of I knew when I was dreaming, you know, but when I wrote down, I was looking for a TV. I thought that's just weird, you know, but mm-hmm. I, I knew in the dream what, what he was saying. That is a, such a strong word right now to the body and to the church, because obviously we know, in, in even in the past, there's been so much uncovered within sexual immorality in the church. And I mean, you could name countless numbers right, of names right. and pastors and wolves in sheep's clothing, you know, <laughs> but for the Lord to give you that dream and then share all he did. I mean, that's so powerful because I know for me, I don't know about you, but there's like a righteous indignation that mm-hmm. rises up within me when I think about people who love Jesus with all their hearts and want to serve him and want to be obedient to him. And they get stuck inside like you were caged inside one of caged these places. Inside. Mm-hmm. And it gets me as a, it, it frustrates me because you want to scream to the people like come out from that. Don't, don't be fooled by that. So to know that right. God is addressing all of that mm-hmm. is very encouraging because yeah, he's trying to encourage, he's encouraging the women to rise up and to, to come out, you know, if you have, and it may not even be a church, it maybe it's a business or it's a, you know, a company that you, you, you know, that you deal with and there is sexual perversion, there's corruption in there. He is trying to encourage us to come out, you know, even yes. though you're being threatened and I've had a lot of emails from women that have said that have said this exact thing that the pastor told them that if they leave the church, if they leave the denomination, they will die and their children will die is what is, wow. you know, the emails that I get. So I know that, you know, so he's encouraging the women to rise up and come out. It's not about the church. It's not about where you're at. Be brave and come out. Yes. Come to him. Yeah. You know, not all churches are like that. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's you know? so good. And for women to know what to do. 
um, in those situations, maybe if they are in that or at work or at church, you know, what, what do I do as a believer? Who do I go to? You know, all of these are things that need to be addressed, especially in the right now, you know, to talk about that. So let's just say in the church, what would you advise people, Kim? Maybe they're going through that at the church where they know something inappropriate is happening or they know there's a level of spiritual abuse. What would you advise women or what do you advise women that email you talking like that? What is your response? I tell them to leave. Yeah. You know, leave, leave the church. You know, yeah. you don't you don't have to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to be a part of that. That pastor, the praise team, or you know, the people that are in that that church or in that business that's doing that, you don't have to be a part of that. God's going to take care of them. God's going to deal with them, and you yeah, don't have to stay right. there. You know, yeah. there's there's a lot of other places to go. So leave. You know, tell whoever you need to tell. I. I don't know who to tell. Maybe Johnny Enlow, email him. <laughs> you know, get on his list. <laughs> he does get a ton of emails from, from people. Ask, I would say to ask the Lord, you yeah. know, of what, what you should do with the information. But yeah, I mean, Kim, you think about that. The logical answer is just you leave a type of abusive situation. But when you're in that, it's it seems like it's impossible. Just like in your dream, it seems like it's impossible. You're caged in and you're the yes. threats. Yeah. The emails that I get, the women are threatened. Yeah. You know, and according to this dream that, you know, women are threatened. If you leave, you will die. Yes. But leave anyways. The Lord leave is saying, anyway. leave, leave <laughs> any type of spiritual abusive right. situation. Yeah. And okay. So, so in oh, the dreams, you know, I, the, the woman was going to the, going to, the news reporter, you mm-hmm. know, I, I, I don't know if putting it on Facebook, slandering, you know, I don't know if that's a, a, the right thing to do, but do, yeah, be led by the Holy Spirit because yeah, they need the, you know, people need to know. Yeah, you know, the truth. Maybe people need to know the truth. Absolutely. I agree 100%. Yeah. People need they're to uncovered, know. Then they'll, they have to quit doing what they're doing, abusing the right, you know, and it's in God's mercy too. I think in God's mercy to give someone judgment is God's mercy. So when judgment falls upon these leaders or so-called leaders, you know, in their sin, it's God's mercy coming upon them so that they would repent of that and get right, you know, and turn away from all of that. So your dream is definitely the Lord giving a word to the church right now. And it's it's encouraging. Um, All right, Kim, let's talk about your um, encounter about the broken branches and kind of explain (laughs) how this happened. And then also how God speaks to you through stuff like this. So one of the, the, the ways I wanted to encourage people is when, you know, you don't have to have an encounter, you don't have to have a dream, but you do need to listen. You know, you can just be sitting on the front porch. So I was camping and I was just, you know, observing nature, but all of a sudden he highlighted the top of the tree, you know? And so when he what does is that, that, what does that mean real quick? When, so this, is, when someone says, he highlighted was there an actual like light that beamed oh. down on the tree <laughs> or explain that a little bit more so it's like you know so i was looking at the tree but then all of a sudden my eyes were kind of drawn to the top of the tree 
and it was it was a drawing it's not I can see the tree, but then he's mm -hmm. like, I want you to not just see the tree. I want you to see the tree. So something that grabbed your attention. Kind of grabs your attention. Okay. Right. Right. You know, and that could be the same thing if, if you're in the car and you're and you're sitting at a stoplight or something. He could highlight someone's license plate. And it's like you are drawn to that license plate. Pay attention. To what does it say? What are the letters? Well, you know, it could be a bumper sticker if they stub bumper stickers on cars. You know, so it's it's a drawing that you you feel drawn to. Pay attention to that. Don't just like, eh, eh, cool tree or eh, look at that bumper yeah, sticker. Yeah. That's funny. You know. But right. anyway, so I was at the campsite and the Holy Spirit he, he was drawing me and he highlighted the treetop. And the Holy Spirit said, when the storm blew through small twigs and branches that were once attached to the top broke off. They are now being carried and held up by the other branches that are still alive. And so I could see the branch, the branch that he was talking about. It was at the top of the tree, but it had broken off and the, the branches that were still attached to the tree were holding it up. So it appeared to still be at the top of the tree, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And he said the broke off, uh, the broken off branches think that they're still part of the top because the others are holding them up. But in reality, they are dead and they are separated from the tree. Wow. Yeah. And then he said, I see, when a, I see a theme here, Kim. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Then, then he said, um, when a strong storm comes, the ones that's been holding them in place will release them and they will be blown to the ground for all to see their condition and they will possibly be trampled on. Wow. And then he said, they think they're okay and well hidden in the top of the tree but they feel lifeless and dead inside. Hmm. He said, some go to church, but are dead. He said, you're hiding in the branches and only, you know, your heart's condition. And so at the same, you know, and it's not judging someone. It's like the top branches, when they're broken off, they know how they feel on the inside. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't have to say, Hey, they know how they feel. And at the same time, I looked down and all of a sudden I saw some ants walking by and he highlighted these. Now I've seen a lot of ants live in Arkansas. We have a lot of ants in our, you know, I've been camping a lot. I've seen a lot of ants, but these ants, all of a sudden they're like highlighted. I can see it's like someone taking, you know, binoculars and fine tuning the binoculars and you just really focus in on the ants. And I could, they were like highlighted, pay attention to the ants. Cause I'm going to tell you something. Mm -hmm. It's kind of, you know, what it was feeling like. So I was watching these ants and there was a line of ants that were walking along this path following the lead ant. And then all of a sudden, one little ant wandered off mm -hmm. and it wanders away from the path. 
It goes over a stick and then it hides under a leaf. And the other ants didn't come look for it, even though I was telling them, hey, you lost an ant. <laughs> you know, here I'm at the gate. You lost an ant. Come, come get your ant, <laughs> you know. But and then I just kept watching. I thought this ant's lost. It's never going to find it's never going to find the path because now they're way up ahead. And then all of a sudden this ant comes out from hiding from under the leaf. And I was watching it and it somehow it found its path and it got back on the right path and headed in the right direction. Now the ant was at the very end. It was the last ant, but it was on the right path. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. Mm. You know, wow. and I thought, you know, how many times have have I gotten wandered off the path and I hid under a leaf, you know, yep. Yep. wondering, you know, hiding. I was hiding. I didn't want anyone to see me, but it took a while. But I came out from hiding and I did find the path. You know, I might be the last ant, but at least I'm on the path, <laughs> you know. So and that's, you know, that was kind of he was wanting to encourage encourage people that you know your children might be hiding there might Mm -hmm. be people you know you your loved ones might be hiding under the leaf but know that they are going to come out of hiding and maybe they are going to be the last ant but they will find the path and they are going to head back head down the road like they're supposed to be so it was just kind of an encouraging time of watching these ants yeah and it's so cool because just even when you tell the story i mean The Lord, I think individually, even you sharing it, spoke to all of our hearts just with you sharing it. Like he left, he went off, he he hid. And I mean, I was thinking of people and that I know, even when you were telling that story. So Mm. it's amazing how God can use little things like that just to give us messages and encourage us and speak to us. And then you even sharing it. You know, the Lord speaks to our hearts through you even sharing that just that little thing about the ants. It's awesome. Yeah, Um, And so that's just, you know, and that's one way God talks, you know, is but you've got to pay attention to what is he highlighting? mm -hmm. You know, slow down. Yep. And pay attention. You know, you could have your kids out in the backyard playing and then something is just kind of like you see it. And then it's just kind of like you really see it. Yeah. You know, it could be a bird on a fence, you know, and you're mm-hmm. like, you always have birds on the fence. Well, but today this bird on the fence is like, it's see, the, see the bird. What is it about the bird? Maybe it's the way he's wanting to talk to you about how that bird is hanging on mm-hmm. and isn't going to fly away. You know, maybe he's wanting to talk to you about, you know, you've got hang on. It's going to be okay. Don't fly off. <laughs> you know, don't yeah. fly off. It's going to be all right. You know, so listen to that. You know, that's how he talks. That's one way he talks. Yeah, that's so good. And so true. That's absolutely 100% the truth. And if you're always on your phone, when you talked about the license plate in front of you, I thought, well, yeah, people have to get off their phones in their cars (laughs) in order to in order to see the license plate in front of them. So putting down distractions is also a big part of seeing what God wants us to see, because I think a lot of times he's trying to show us stuff and we just walk right past. Yeah. We just walk right past what, what he's saying. And then 
The beautiful thing, though, about the Lord is that we may walk past what he's showing, but then like today, you're on here watching the show and then Kim's sharing these things and these encounters that she's had with the Lord. And still the Lord is speaking to you through Kim's story. Mm -hmm. So even though you may have missed it today or what the Lord was saying today, hard day, busy day, but you had time to jump on this and the Lord is even speaking to you right now. So that's just the way God is. He's, he's so loving and so kind and always, always there for us. And Kim, I know you had Mm -hmm. another um, encounter and this time. So this is different because this is, um, you were actually in heaven and um, you were in the conference room of heaven. So what is, what is the conference room of heaven? Like, first of all, before we even get into this, because (laughs) that's amazing. That is amazing. Yeah. So I've been, I've, um, so a couple of times he's, he has taken me into rooms in heaven and these rooms, they actually have walls. So a lot of the places in heaven, they don't have wall. It doesn't have a wall. It doesn't have a ceiling, but these, the conference rooms, they actually have walls and there's different tables. You know, some of the tables that I've seen are, um, alive <laughs> and the the roots move hold on, you know? hold on. <laughs> try to explain that to the best of your logical because i know it's it's hard to right i even think of stuff in the bible like the four living creatures and they they have four faces it's like you're in your mind like four faces how does that (laughs) so work yeah explain the living tables the living table so one of the tables that i that i that i saw in heaven it looked like a big tree stump okay huge like a like from uh, like a redwood Mm -hmm. i mean it was huge a huge tree stump and i was looking at the and jesus was standing beside me and i was looking at the tree stump I was looking at this table that was looked like a tree stump, but its its legs went down and its roots were like going across the floor, but the roots were moving. And the table itself was kind of like breathing. I thought this is kind of like a horror movie. <laughs> you know, it's kind of what it sounds like. But it was so cool. And I was awesome. It was awesome. Wow. And Jesus, and I was looking at this table because this table was alive. And the, you know, the, the legs, the roots were moving and the table was like breathing. And Jesus wow. says, speak life, speak mm-hmm. life. And that's what they, that's what that encounter was. It was just, he wanted me to speak life into every situation, speak life, you know? Mm-hmm. And, but this encounter in heaven, um, it was, it was kind of a, just a, a big conference table. It, you know, it it didn't have roots and it wasn't moving. It wasn't, as far as I could tell, it wasn't alive, but I was standing in the conference room and it looked just like a big conference room. And it may be because that's all I could kind of comprehend or he didn't want to really show me the room. He was wanting me to see what was going on on the table. Mm -hmm. And so I was standing with my back against the wall and this big long table and sitting on the other side of the table was Jesus and God. And there were other men sitting around this table Mm -hmm. and they were, they had, so I better read it and make sure I get it right. (laughs) Okay. Before you read it, when you say Jesus and when you say, and then God was there, what did God look like? 
So a lot of times I describe God as daddy God, because mm -hmm. whenever he appears to me and he wants to have an encounter with me, for me, it's like daddy God. Well, he's really nice and he's really fun. And but this was God, this was the same same person mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, there was no daddy about him this was god you know there was no fun about this you know he was god he would he yeah. looked like what you could imagine god would look like i mean he was just very muscular he had long hair he had at this point he had on like a white robe kind wow. of a, kind of a you know and it was just all god that he wow. was down for business Mm -hmm. And this was like in a business, like a business meeting mm -hmm. kind of thing. And Jesus was sitting on the other side and he looked at me and kind of acknowledged the fact that I was there to like, okay, you're okay. It's okay for you to be here, <laughs> you know, because, you, you know, sometimes I wonder, am I supposed to be here? And so he was acknowledging that, you know, you're good. Mm -hmm. you're good. Mm -hmm. And so there are other ones that were sitting around the table. And I was watching this this big, huge table. And on this tabletop were like thousands of tiny little people. And it wasn't like a blueprint. It was like actual thousands. It's like 3D wow. people. There were actual people, thousands of these tiny little people on this tabletop that they were talking about. Mm -hmm. And on one side was Israel and they were all dressed in white. Mm. And on the other end, it was the enemy and they were dressed in dark clothes, mm. but the enemy was coming across the center of this circle. And, but there were still a lot in reserve. There were still a lot, you know, it was like, there was a lot that was in play, mm -hmm. but there was still a lot in reserve also. Wow. And I was, I could hear what God was saying. And he said, he, he was pointing to all these thousands of little people on the table. And he was talking to, to Jesus and the other men around the table. And I heard him say, they, he's talking about the enemy, mm -hmm. they, and he was using his finger because God mm -hmm. has fingers, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> we have fingers. God has fingers. And he, he said, they are planning this and their motive is to do that. And he's pointing to the enemy and those mm -hmm. that are sitting around the table, they're nodding, you know, either they're in agreement or they know, yes, this is what they're, they're planning on doing. And then all of a sudden, God, not daddy, God, there was no play here. God mm -hmm. stands up and he puts his hands on the table and he leans over this table and mm -hmm. he releases this power that came out of his mouth, he releases this power right in between Israel and the enemy. And it was just like, whoo, it would look like, cause I'm against the wall and I can see, mm -hmm. but it looked like, uh, like light. It looked like fire. It looked wow. like wind. It was just shafts of power right in between Israel and the enemy. It's more like that. And everyone sitting around the table, they went, yeah, you know, like at a, at a Super Bowl, you know, when your team wins the winning point and your team wins the Super Bowl, how everyone just erupts and they stand up and they're so excited. That's what yes. they did around the table is they wow. were just like, yeah. 
just ecstatic joy because God released this power and right in between them. And I thought that was, you know, that was, that was incredible. And then God said to me, he says, I tell you the truth. And this wasn't daddy God. He Mm -hmm. was serious. He says, I tell you the truth. I know what their plans are before they know what they plan. Mm -hmm. He says, I know how many creatures there are in the sea. I know how many grains of sand there are in the shore. It's immaterial, but I do know. I do know all. And then he said, they, and he's talking about the government, they know where the tunnels are. They have been watching them dig them out for decades and years. They know how big they are and what they hold. So he's talking about Israel's government? I think he's talking about the United States. I kind of got oh, the impression. The okay. United, yeah. Okay. I kind of got the impression the United States, but we're friends with Israel, right? So what we mm-hmm. know, they know. <laughs> we probably share information. <laughs> and he said, they have been watching them and noting what has been taken in. Mm-hmm. And I got the impression, not only does the government know the machinery that has been taken in, but they also know the hostages that's been taken in. Wow. I got I got both whenever he was saying that they know uh-huh. what has been taken in. And he says what they the government do not know. I know and I will reveal to them in dreams and in Praise visions. Lord. Yeah. Lord. He says nothing goes unnoticed. Nothing is hidden from us. Timing. It's mm. all about timing. My timing, not yours. And then he said, when I come and show myself, you know, like that, mm-hmm. he, you know, when he does that, even the enemy will drop their weapons and repent. Obviously, they're all, not going to all repent. Mm-hmm. Some will run in, away in fear and some will run. And then it mm-hmm. was and then he gave me this scripture, John 15, 11. He said, my purpose for telling you these things is so that the joy that I experience will fill your hearts with overflowing gladness, just like they had, you know, in the conference room is that your joy was overflowing because the power of God is an incredible, you know, it happens yeah. in the spirit first, then it happens in the natural. So it has happened in the spirit realm. And so we're just, I have no doubt whatsoever that there's going to be some kind of God (laughs) explosion in the middle of this. And then he said, Mm. don't be heavy, but know that I know what, when, and how I am going to do what I am going to do. And then he does have a sense of humor. You know, in the middle of all that, he does have a sense of humor. And he said, Hamas will be crushed into hummus. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hamas will be crushed into hummus. And I thought, that's really funny. God knows about hummus. (laughs) And then he said, um, he said, Hamas may have a team, but I have a SWAT team and Mm. I will SWAT their flies right out of the skies. And I thought, how funny is that? They, you know, they have these guys that are flying in on parachutes and they have their planes and their bombs and all this stuff. And they think that they're so mighty and so powerful, but to God, they're just, they're flies. Mm -hmm. 
you know, yeah, their flies. That's right. With that's God's right. power, God, they have totally underestimated the power of our God because our God is like, I will just swat their flies out of the skies. And then um, he was saying that the, the angels are swatting the demonic out of the spirit realm, as well as the enemy and the natural. So it's all, it's, it's working. It's there. And then yes. he also said to pray for the young men that have been trained to hate. Mm. He said, they are going to be the very ones who will rescue the people because the veil of lies is being lifted from their eyes. Wow. And that's wow. what, yeah. Powerful. That is powerful, you know, because these young guys all, all you know, they've been trained to hate, oh, but yeah. it just takes, it just takes a second for God to reveal his love and yes. the truth, you yes. know? And so I can, I can just like see these young guys going in and their assignment is to capture, but I feel like that they're going to go in to capture but at the same time they're doing that, they're actually going to go rescue them. Yes. They're taking them to safety. They're taking yeah. them to safety, you yeah. know, so. Wow. That's really powerful. And, you know, I think our hearts can be at rest in so many situations when we understand that God is sovereign and knows all and sees all. And something about that is so comforting. Yeah. Um at least to my heart, even when I go through bad experiences and hard times, knowing that God knows and putting my trust fully in him, it, it changes the whole perspective. And then also yeah. seeing God's heart for Israel through the Bible is, I mean, you know, you don't have replacement theology where people say, oh, well, he doesn't care about Israel. No, <laughs> he does. He, he's coming back. He, Jesus is coming back to the Mount of Olives. I mean, he's coming back. And it's when you see the prophetic picture, too, of all of this, Kim, it's isn't it mind blowing? It's amazing. You, it's mind blowing when you read the scriptures and you know the prophecies to come to be fulfilled. And then you see all of this happening right before your eyes. You're like, oh, my gosh, God, this is great. Like it's it it's mind blowing to me. Yeah. And I just, I think of, you know, Mar Maranatha Lord, like come Lord Jesus, you know, <laughs> come, but Lord Jesus. come Lord Jesus. But, um, it's amazing that he's speaking to you about that because it's really, it's, it's a heavy subject and God cares and God sees and God knows. And we'll partner, um, with what the Lord showed you in prayer, pray for those guys who've been totally indoctrinated their whole They don't lives. know. Yeah. They don't know. I mean, and God, the Bible says, um, love your enemies, pray for those who hurt you, you know, pray for those who are your enemies. And I think for a long time, we've, as the body of Christ, we've neglected doing that. And we've said, no, I'm not, I'm not going to pray. But it's pray that they would experience the Lord because he wishes all would come to salvation, right. that none would perish. Yeah. Right. And so I I definitely, um, when I pray for Israel, I'm going to be thinking about that. Lord, touch the hearts of those. Of who, those young men. Mm -hmm, yeah, because, you know, lost. the young, the, the young, they're still so tenderhearted. 
you know, even though they've been trained to hate, you know, they still have such a tender heart because they're young for one thing. Yeah. They're impressionable, very impressionable at a young age. Right. And they start training them, Kim, like elementary school. Absolutely. Yeah. It's unbelievable. So yeah, yeah, we'll definitely partner with you. Um, Yeah. I think they just don't realize the power of our God. Yeah. Yeah, well, they're they about don't, to they see it, right? They're about ready to see it. Yeah, <laughs> I think they they've been seeing it. <laughs> they've been yeah. seeing it for yeah. sure. So, Kim, on November 1st, you actually had a word, which wasn't that long ago, where uh, you talk about nature and reflecting the sun. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so once again, I was back at the camper, and I was sitting, and I was looking at the water. And then all the, and I noticed that it was sparkling. And I remembered that the, that daddy God was saying, he was reminding me that that's how he sees us mm-hmm. is he sees us like sparkling diamonds, just sparkling, you know, his Christians, you know, I love it whenever I fly somewhere because the lights in the darkness, as you're flying at night, they just flicker. Mm-hmm. And he says, that's how that's how Christians look in the darkness is they are a light. They're a light in the darkness, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I was, I was looking at these, the shimmering lights across, across the lake. And then all of a sudden his wind blew and it just amplified all the sparkles across the water. And there was a, a dark cove kind of across from where I was camping And there was a couple little sparkles in the dark cove. And I knew that that was kind of like Christians out in the darkness. There's only a few. And then all of a sudden his wind blew back Mm -hmm. into this cove. And it was just like hundreds and thousands of these sparkles. And he just really wants to encourage people that his wind is blowing. His Christians, his children are shining for him in the darkness. And if you've got, you know, if you've got family members somewhere, he wants to encourage you that there are Christians that are shining for him. And over there and, you know, during this war, there are Christians that are sparkling. They are shining for him. And he just blew his wind. And I just feel like that there's a strong wind of God Mm -hmm. that is blowing across and is going to just blow across his Christians where they can just sparkle, you know, and shine with his, with his wind, with his breath of life. Yes. That's beautiful. That's so true. We need, we need the Holy spirit to empower us to be bold. We need the Holy spirit to blow. We need the baptisms of the Holy spirit to continually fill us and shine for God. Because I mean, when you're in hard times, especially war, think about that. I mean, I think about Paul all the time from all his stories. You know, I was shipwrecked. I was left for dead. I was stoned. I was beaten. And you read that and you think, oh my gosh. And yet you still stood for Christ. Right. Still took all of that and loved the Lord with all your heart. I mean, what an example. And I think, you know, we need the Holy Spirit to blow on all of us to every day give us boldness, especially when hard times come. And maybe if you're in the midst of even, I think even too being in cities right now, like New York or in California, places where there's protests breaking for you to stand up and say, 
no, I'm for Israel. I mean, that, that could be putting yourself in a very scary situation, but yet with the Holy Spirit empowering you, you're not afraid to say, I stand for Christ. You're not afraid to say what's right. And we all need that. We need the blowing of the wind. Right. Yeah. And I, and as you know, as parents, you know, sometimes our kids are out there in the darkness, <laughs> on the dark coves. Yeah. And I just feel like that, that, you know, that God just wants to encourage the parents who have kids out there is that he also has Christians out there, you know, yeah. you know, and just so just to encourage them. Well, let's pray for um, parents watching where maybe they don't know exactly where their kids are. Maybe they're estranged Mm -hmm. from their kids. And, you know, it's coming to be holiday times, Thanksgiving and Christmas. And that is can be a very difficult time for many people. So why don't you just um, pray for those who feel like their children are in the darkness? I will. Yeah. Father, I just thank you, Lord, that your wind blows. And I pray for the parents who have you have children that you don't know where they are. You don't know if they're in the alleys. You don't know if they're in the the tents. You don't know if they're under the bridges. You don't know where your children are. But I thank you, Father, for bringing Christians across their path that they will listen to. I thank you, Lord, that your wind is blowing. And just like the, the young men that's fighting, I pray, Father God, that the veils be torn off their eyes. Yes, Lord. Reveal your love. I thank you, Lord, that this is the time of your love to be revealed to the Mm -hmm. children that are lost, that are in the darkness. Yes. So I thank you, Lord. I claim their souls now and the veil be torn from their eyes now in the name of Jesus. Yeah. And I pray, Father, for the for whoever that is that had the tattoo and the crease of the arm. Just I just want to encourage you that God is pouring out his love on you, that he knows who you are. He loves you. And he wants to pour his love out on you right now in the name of Jesus. And I just want to encourage some people too that during this holiday season, um, let's just pray that the Lord would restore relationships Mm -hmm. right now. And maybe that's been your prayer for a long time. I just want to agree with you in that right now. So Father, you know, every single heart's cry, you know, every mother, every father on this broadcast right now, Lord, whose heart has been broken, that their children are far from them. And God, we ask that you would work a miracle. God, that you would bring them home. Lord, you would draw hearts. God, you would restore families. Lord, we pray that during this uh, Thanksgiving time, during this Christmas time, that there would be knocks on doors and there would be phone calls, Lord, that they would have their phone ring and say, it's my child, it's my son, it's my daughter. God, we thank you in advance for that. We know it's a supernatural work. Holy Spirit, we ask right now that you would just begin to draw them back home, however you need to, God. We agree and we believe that now in Jesus' name. And we thank you, God, for restoration because you're the God of restoration. God, you restore marriages. You restore families. God, it's all in your working. It's not what we do, but it's in our trust of you, God. So I thank you, Lord, for softening hearts, God, even during this time, Lord, that there would be forgiveness. God, for people that have been hurt, or even if you've hurt, Lord, I pray Mm. that they would forgive and they would let go. And God, that you would heal their hearts 
uh, during this time. Thank God, you, heal hearts on this broadcast, yes, thank Lord. You, Lord. Heal hearts of children. Lord, we pray right now that you would separate any bad relationships that is keeping mm. children away from their parents. God, if it be friends, if it be where they work or what they're involved in, God, right now, we just pray that you would begin yeah. to break that down. You begin to separate the bad out of their life, Lord. We thank you right now that people are being freed from that, God. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Even right now, yes. God, um, children who've been, I, I see like almost uh, um, like random cuts in someone's arm. So, Lord, I thank mm. you right now that those who've been self-harming, children mm. um, or even grown children who've been self-harming oh, right now, God, I thank you by the power of your Holy Spirit that they would be healed, that they would be made whole by coming to Christ. God, that when we come to you, you forgive us, you heal us, and you set us free. So Lord, I thank you right now, those who've been suffering with that self-harm, God, that you are healing trauma. You are bringing people to your son, Lord, when they meet Jesus everything changes in their life. God, we thank you for that. You're still changing lives, God. Every day you're changing lives. Every day you're setting people free. God, we thank you and we bless you for it. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. All right, Kim. You're busy. You're busy Friday (laughs) night. You're busy Saturday night. Where are you going to be? You're having a conference, right? So, um, yeah, this Friday, so it'll be this evening, it's going to be in Farmington, Arkansas. So there's still time. If you're in the area, it's Friday night and Saturday in Farmington. It's a women's conference. And you can go to the website to register if you want. You don't actually probably need to at this point. But it's, it's <laughs> you know. Just, just show up just if show you're up. in the area. <laughs> yeah, if you're in the area, show up. Yeah, it's it's already pretty full, but they'll make room for you. It's going to be really oh, good. It's awesome. a women's conference, so so no men, just women, <laughs> just women, right? Just women. And how can people follow you? I see heavenisfun.com right next to your name. Um, you're on Facebook, right? Tell um, the platforms that all the places people can follow you, Kim. So you can go to Rumble. You can go to Truth Social, and I believe those are Heaven Is Fun. Or my YouTube channel, which is Heaven is Real and Fun. And Facebook, Heaven is Fun. <laughs> you know, heaven <laughs> is fun. <laughs> it's all Heaven is Fun. And you, my website, you know, you can go to my website and pick up any of the books I have. And you can also download them. Um, I've got, my, I have a couple of books that's in Spanish. I have a new book that is just coming out on Amazon that's in Spanish. It's Jesus Sat on a Stump has just been translated into Spanish. I'm super excited about awesome. that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, pick up some books. Great time for Christmas. We've got children's books on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, Kim, thanks for joining us. Every time you're on, you encourage me. And help me really when I'm spending time with the Lord, how to posture myself and all the, you share a lot of practical stuff. So thank you for sharing all of that. I mean, I know you're helping a ton of people and make sure you email in any questions that maybe you have for Kim, because next time we're on, I'd like to ask some viewer questions because we haven't, we haven't done that in a while. I think we used to do that. I remember like a while ago, we were asking questions, but we kind of stopped doing that. So it'd be fun to bring on some viewer questions mm-hmm. and have you back and talk about that. 
But you guys, thank you so much for watching. Happy Friday. It's the weekend. Enjoy your weekend. <laughs> and Steve will be back on Monday with Johnny Enlow for Johnny Enlow Unfiltered. You don't want to miss it. Love you guys. See you Monday. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.